All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, you are now tuned in to the milestone episode of the follow through Eclipse and Drew, the true players podcast. We are on episode 50 and it's only right that it's been a week of 50s in the NBA. Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Blake Griffin all drop 50s. We're going to talk about who is impressing and who is depressing around the NBA, including the Oklahoma shitty thunder. And we're going to talk about the saga that is Jimmy Butler and the Minnesota Timberwolves. We're going to talk about the Darius Miles interview with the Players' Tribune. You guys should all read it. It's the follow-through with clips in Drew. Drew, just kick the intro music. Excuse me. Did it mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius? I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say. So you got to give it up. This is 50. What up, Podcast World? What's up, everybody? It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. Yep. The True Players Podcast. The milestone episode, Drew. We have officially hit numero 50. Number 50, everybody. In pod in the podcast world, 50 is pretty much that you've made it, bro. <laughs> like we can now officially change our LinkedIn profile. Is that what it is? professional podcast oh i love it i love it who would have thunk that we would have made it this far dude 50 bro here's the 500 more 500 more drew 500 god damn that's a lot by then well it'll be our sole income <laughs> hopefully we'll be on espn or something like that I, I don't even want to be on ESPN. vice i want to be on clips and drew that's what I, the clips and drew network the i like D network oh see yeah holler at us people <laughs> episode 50 drew this is a big one uh there's um i i can literally name like 10 players with the number 50 can you there's probably maybe not 10 i i can name a few there's a lot i can name a few there's a lot of players that have worn the number 50 there's only one that really matters though but actually there's probably a few there's a there's a couple really good names okay uh let me tell you who i got yeah go ahead no i won't say who i got you tell me there's a there's a long list we can do this well the first and foremost should be mr go getty cory mcgetty Clipper Nation. Corey McGetty is on the list. <laughs> I love Corey McGetty. Still looks like he can run and run out there and play oh, right now. Oh, he could play. Honestly, one of the one of the first people that I saw in the NBA that I was like, is the NBA not testing for steroids? This dude was jacked his whole life, and I don't. I honestly don't think he did take steroids. No, I remember him at Duke, yoked. Just one of those guys. Dude, he has never had a soda in his life. The guy's never had a beer in his life. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mr. Go Clean Getty, living. Corey McGetty, 
Uh, Zebo fifty. Yep, Zach Randolph. Uh, Eddie House fifty. Yes, sir. Uh, Thaddeus Young fifty. Nope, nope. I'm wrong on Thaddeus. I don't know. We all know who the those are. Those are the big ones. I mean, David okay. Robinson, obviously the Admiral. The Admiral. Ralph Sampson. Oh, yeah. Uh, Greg Sam. Greg Anthony. Okay, fifty. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Mike Miller actually in his first couple seasons when he was a rookie for Orlando, his, his rookie of the year. Uh, up until 2003 with the Orlando Magic, war number 50. Okay. That's my guy. Emeka Okafor, 50. He's, former number one pick. And he's defensive player, former defensive player of the year. He's still in the league. He's on the, I think they just cut him, Drew. He's on the Pelicans. No, I think they just cut oh, him. Oh, man. I think they just well, waved him, but you're right. Um, Daryl Dawkins actually wore 50. Later in his life. On right? the Pistons, in the last couple of years okay. on the Pistons. Uh, believe it or not, the old staple. Jeff Crompton. <laughs> he did not. On the eighteen in the nineteen eighty Jeff Crompton on the nineteen eighty three San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> Old Faithful. If you're new to the show, Jeff Crompton is a is a staple on the show. It is. <laughs> uh Tyler Hansborough also wore fifty. Wasn't That's, he player of the year? That was college, right? right? So like people know Hansborough mostly for his days in North Carolina. Right. And he had, he had, you know, minimal success in the NBA for a couple seasons, bounced around the league. I don't even know if he's in the league anymore. No. Uh, but was it, wasn't he player of the year, though? Player of the year. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Does it, is, doesn't he lead the ACC in scoring, if not? I don't know if that lead's been taken over, but I think he did break mm-hmm. into that. I think he did for sure break into that. Mm-hmm. He was one of the last, like, major four-year starters mm-hmm. in college basketball. Dominant in college basketball. That completes the list. Of all of them, and I think without with all due respect to all the great names that we that we listed, it's got to be the David Robinson. It has to be the admiral. The admiral episode. What a freak of nature that dude was. Honestly, you know, you, we we think about Shaq all the time, but especially in his younger years, David Robinson was very similar to young Shaq, mm-hmm. dude. And he's in unbelievable shape still. That guy stays oh, yeah. fit. Another guy like Corey McGetty that's you know yeah. never touched Just anything yoked, in his life. Naturally ready to go. Retirement did not deter him no, from no. that lifestyle. He's still killing it. Uh so yeah, dude, uh David Robinson. Can we do story time really fast? I got a great David Robinson go ahead. story. Let's go. Story time with clips. <laughs> um April twenty fourth, nineteen ninety four. 93-94? 94. Uh, last game of the season. I mean, this has been told a thousand times. I don't think I've... So I've said it maybe twice on this on the podcast. Last game of the season. Robinson and Shaquille O'Neal are going for the scoring title. Yep. S- uh, Spurs playing the Clippers. I'm there. My first year as a ball boy. Mm-hmm. Last game of the season. And my top three memories like of, of craziest shit I've seen live, like as a ball boy or going to games, he, he was number one. David Robinson. 71 points he scored. Uh, I had never in my life seen anything like that. That's a As, lot of points. Dude, at 13 years old, yeah. um, last game of the season, this dude was shooting threes. This dude was banging. This yep. dude... And I, I think, obviously, he knew going into the game. Like, I think he needed 50, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, that's a big number. It was really close between him and Shaq. And mm-hmm. I think it was like 30 points a game. Like, I, I, Right. It was so close. And this dude dropped 71 and I was in awe. Yeah. And it was crazy because nobody could guard him. I remember after the game, Dennis Rodman was dating Madonna. Like, Madonna was there. Oh, wow. She had all her security. Rodman was at... That's when Rodman started getting fucking weird. It was just the blonde hair, but Rodman started getting really weird at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's dating Madonna, and 
and they were all there. And I just remember it was such a crazy day watching somebody drop 71. And that hasn't happened many times in the NBA. No, no it hasn't. There's probably 10 people that have scored 70 points. Ever? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Game? I think that, that sounds about right. Might be less than that, dude. Could be. I think, I mean, because, you know, we have Devin Booker did it. Kobe's done it. Wilt. Well, yeah, Wilt, obviously. Uh, I feel like Elgin. Elgin might have. Elgin probably brushed up against 70 at least once or twice. Yeah, maybe less than 10, then. I think it might be less than 10, because that's a big fucking number. (laughs) 70, dude? That's a big number. Clay could have hit it last week, or this week. So could have Steph. Right. So, it's only only proper that our 50th episode is dropped during the week of 50s. Yes, it is. It, it was a miraculous week in, in scoring. We know we, we it's obvious that the NBA is going for more points, more fouls. The whole league is just a, a well above 100 points per game pretty much. And with that, you're going to see some of these some of these guys really go off, I think because of that. But yeah, dude, Blake Blake Griffin dropped 50 points. Then Steph Curry dropped 51, and of course, two nights ago we had Claymania. <laughs> Where he dropped 52 points in 27 minutes. Headband clay. 14 threes in a game. Set the record. Beat Steph Curry's record. Steph Curry actually assisted him on the 13th three to tie it. Oh, I didn't know that. But yeah, dude, the week of 50. Absolutely. And yeah. it's it's only appropriate. It's apropos. Apropos. I was going to say the same thing, but not really. Yeah. I wasn't going to say there's, that. There's a lot of ways to say it. <laughs> uh, I think uh, it's obvious that, like, that Golden State is just ridiculous, bro. They could put up these numbers. Yeah. Uh, the most impressive thing is Clay dropping the fifty-two. Yeah, five fucking dribbles, bro. I, I think it was closer to thirteen. I, I have some. I have some discrepancy on this. Do you? I've had multiple reports. Some say five. I've heard seven. I've heard thirteen. I watched the whole game, right? Or I watched the whole three quarters that he did. It, it regardless of the number, no. whether it's five or thirteen, that's still outrageous. And if and if you got to see it, Clay was ready to go off the get go. And I think he listened to episode 49 I'm because sure. your boy over here, this guy, me, this being, guy. being the guy I'm pointing at, mm-hmm. called him out a little bit. I called him out. I said, I don't think he could handle having the, the long hair, you know, the new look. You said he needed a fade. He, he got to get faded up. You got to mm-hmm. bring the goatee back. Obviously, I'm eating my words at this point. But to my point, Clay actually mentioned in an interview after the game uh, with Scott Van Pelt that he was considering going back to the to the old look because he was in a slump. And then afterwards he said, "You know what? I think this is uh this is a look that's going to stay for a little while after he sets the record and scores 52 points." Well, I'm sh- I think he also, I mean, there were murmurs. I mean, he, he I'm sure he stays on social media. People were People even, were talking about it. Even we posted like, "Okay, Lonzo's shooting better than Clay from 3." I mean, he was shooting, shooting 13%. Yeah, exactly. Through. And you for know one of the greatest shooters ever, that's, yes. you know, that's ridiculous. And you knew that wasn't going to last forever. But I got to say something too, dude. Shame on you, Chicago fucking Bulls. Okay? Shame on you. Yeah, the game was really you know, interesting. I get it, Drew. And I'm going to get a little pumped up about this. Okay. Because we've watched so many basketball games. I'm watching so many basketball games this year. The game has slowed down. They are calling everything. They are making this an offensive game. You cannot touch the shooter. Whoever has the ball, yep. you can't even set a fucking hard pick anymore. Right. Yeah, and it's off-ball fouls, too. They're calling any, anything, any player movement stuff. Man. Anything and everything. Yeah. The games are getting longer. Players players that used to go to the line two times a night are going eight times a night. Mm-hmm. Tobias Harris went from two, averaging two his whole career to he's at seven right now. Yeah. Um, now, whether that's you being more aggressive or just the fact that they're calling more, uh, more, you know, fouls. more fouls. But shame on you, fucking Chicago Bulls. 
You know, get the fuck up on this guy. Check him. Foul him. Foul the fuck out. A lot of this shit, he wasn't even contested. He's yeah. walking into threes. Yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself. You know, Stephen A. Smith said, Jordan, who doesn't even have the affiliation with the Bulls anymore, is is just, it was probably was heated. Ashamed that his statue is in front of that fucking arena. Scottie Pippen was there. He watched it. He was, he was sitting, he was sitting courtside oh, for that game. Oh, boy. I know. I, yeah. So yeah, you're absolutely correct, man. There was not an, uh, an ounce of defense being played. <laughs> and if the, you know, it was, it was funny because there's no way that the Warriors went in to game plan to get Clay 50 points. They certainly started the game off like, Hey, let's get Clay going a little bit. Right. Let's see if we can do this. And they weren't running ridiculous, like four screens for Clay right. in the beginning. Now, you know, once he started getting closer to 14, they were running some pretty crazy, like, obviously, we're going to... To get him open. Nobody shooting the ball but Clay right. moments. But in the first quarter, bro, he was... You're absolutely right. He had, like, five threes that were wide open. And he was coming off, like, a simple fade or coming off a, a nice little curl screen, like, little basic stuff where all you have to do is talk. You have to communicate on defense. Yeah, someone's going to switch or someone's going to hedge or I'm going to go over top. Like, it's just basic basketball defense but it's that's what's so fucked up about the golden state warriors right you literally have to keep your eye on everybody yeah like if it's not steph or kd it's going to be clay that's going to get the buckets yeah. and vice versa dude totally you can't leave any of them open right they are so fucking scary dude and then so once clay started hitting it was clear that they were gonna let him keep going i mean he had 10 threes in the first half <laughs> Uh, Drew, the, 92 yes. points at halftime. That's what I was going to bring up. Sorry, I no, didn't mean to interrupt that. that. You're absolutely correct, That though. is crazy, dude. It's the, it's the second most points ever in NBA history since the shot clock era at halftime. <laughs> and it's only second to a 1990 Phoenix Sun team that scored 107 points in one half, which, honestly, the Warriors could have done if they felt like it. Right. But towards the end of the second quarter, they were just trying to feed Clay, and he got to 10 threes, and he came out. In the third quarter, and it was just okay. Clay's going to do this now. I honestly don't know if anyone else shot the ball in the third quarter until Clay <laughs> got his fourteenth three, and didn't play the fourth, guys. No, he didn't. Fucking he didn't play even the play the, the rest of the third. He played twenty six minutes and thirty three seconds and scored fifty two points, fourteen threes. And again, even in that moment, when they when the when the Bulls were aware, they were probably aware that Clay was going to go for that record. But if you're aware. As a defense, as a team that's playing at home, that someone's going to go off for like a set a record against you, wouldn't you think that they would try to double him or do anything like yeah. foul him, like you're saying? Yes. There was nothing. There was no fight no. in those boys. And I completely agree. And that's why the NBA is getting soft, homie. I'm sorry, dude. That shit wouldn't have happened on Joe Dumars. Wouldn't have happened on Michael Jordan. Definitely wouldn't have happened on Kobe. Yeah. KG is not letting that shit happen. No way. And. If you if if I'm Zach Levine too, like you're the star, you're the you're the heart of the team right now, bro. Right. You be that guy. Foul the fuck out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, check this dude. At least make him work for fourteen three. Let Clay Clay let Clay get. He's gonna get his shot. Yeah, it, we know that. But right? let him work for the at least. Shots. Yeah, like you're saying, foul him. Make him make him put the ball on the floor. Yes. Maybe or more than five times. I, Drew? Yeah, maybe jump out when he's trying to shoot. Make him pump fake <laughs> once. I don't even know how many times he pump faked. Uh, I know that we're really we're really down right now on the Bulls. I want to be a little bit more up on Clay. This is a fantastic okay, performance. You're right. you're right. I know, and you're absolutely we're, we're correct on coming down on the Bulls because mm-hmm. it was whack. It was a lackluster performance. One of the worst games I've ever seen an NBA team play as far as like competitive nature. They were down by almost 50 points at one at one point <laughs> in the game, and so yeah, it's it's easy to look at that. But I want to say, dude, hey, 
Clay was you he was he was shooting 13% from 3. He he came out and did what he what he's supposed to do. A lot of people including myself were calling him out and he just went everybody let's calm down. Let's calm down. Let's everyone relax. This is the Splash Brothers, it, bro. It's like it's like the 7th game right. of the season. Right. Everybody chill out. Um and the Warriors as as we said last episode were looking weird. All it takes is one fifty-point game from Steph, one fifty-point game from Clay. Guess what? Everything's right in the world. And I may be out on a limb right now. Mm. And, and, and enough about Clay. Like Clay had that game. Steph is absolutely unreal. Yeah. And if anybody's gonna get a hundred points in a game again, it's gonna be this fucking guy. It's gonna be. It's gonna. Be I him. would agree with that. I just don't ever see that happening. Because this brings me to a, a question that I had for you. Tell me. Is Based on what we saw, I think I think Clay's performance was very impressive, but I think Steph's performance was even more so mm-hmm. because he scored in so many different ways, and he was just hitting whatever he wanted. He was doing whatever he wanted on the floor. Right. Both of those guys could have clearly gone for astronomical numbers. We could have seen two more seventy-point games, like we just talked about. Mm-hmm. How there is that's a handful of times in the history of the game people have reached that number. I want to ask you. As if you look at it from Steve Kerr's perspective mm-hmm. or the player's perspective, give me both actually. What do you want to do in that moment? You know that you're on to something special. If you're Steph or you're Clay as the player, do you go to Steve Kerr and say, let me, let me see how many I can get tonight? Or I can see the other side, which is what I'm saying is the Steve Kerr saying, look, we're clearly up by 40 points. I don't want you rolling your ankle or getting injured. What's your take on that? How do you how do you, I think you align? Go, I think you go on a what the player wants to do. Sure. If Clay really wanted to get seventy or eight, Clay would have said, "Keep me in the fucking game. Let me do this." You know what I mean? Sure. I think beating that record and keeping that yeah. that in house yeah. is great because Steph after the game said, "Oh mm-hmm. well, I'm going to get 15 next game. Yeah. Then fuck him." You yeah. know what I mean? They're each other's motivation, right? And yeah. I think so. I think. Kerr, who is a player's coach and has been there, he's watched Jordan score 60, right. he's seen all that. You leave it up to the player. And Remember when KD the week before said, when he dumped 40-whatever and just said, get me out, I don't want to play this fucking game anymore. Gotcha. You remember that? Yeah, I do. That was last week. Yeah. And I think Clay was there. I hit the 14. He probably could have had 17 to 23. That's what I'm saying, especially um, in that game. Right. Like he really could have, he could have done something really special. I think if it was, if it was OKC or Houston... Or somebody like that. If it's a closer game, mm-hmm. then it, I think the question is removed. You're playing. Because if you're only up by 12 and right. you have 14 threes, they need you to keep shooting those threes. Right. You know? But when you're up by 30 or 40, it's, it's a different scenario. And Steve Kerr says after pretty much every game that, like, these guys are so unbelievable. <laughs> Watching Steph. He has the easiest job in the NBA. He totally Steve does. Kerr has the easiest job. 100%. Yes. I mean, there was a clip we posted on our Instagram page when Steph dropped uh, the 50-piece on on uh, Washington, mm-hmm. where it's Kelly Oubre, I think it was Oubre, that he was in Steph's face, hit the three in his dome, and he just looks at Steph, like, puts his arms up. Like, what, what are we supposed fuck? to do? What are what we supposed to do? What I didn't like about that game, uh-huh. I, what I didn't like what Steph did, is Steph did the iconic Michael Jordan. The shoulder shrug. The shoulder, like, you know, yeah. that's iconic. He could have done something different than that. That's an okay moment for, I, people have done that over over the years. You know, Kobe's had that, like, version of right. that. Like, LeBron has done that, I think, once or twice. Like, it's a, it's a cool, it's like an homage to Michael. Okay. I think Michael should feel uh, honored that, that people win. When they're doing some of their best shit ever, that they go to that. Jordan did that in the playoffs. It's such though, an, against Portland. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not trying to say that the okay. moment is the same, mm-hmm. but I I think it is kind of like a little tip of the cap to, okay. to the to the great one because you know that's it's a pretty unbelievable feeling. And sometimes I feel like the, in, instead of like celebrating, 
that's a dope way to be like, you know, not not tooting his horn too much. Oh, they toot their horns a lot. You know, but bro. sometimes he like runs around and does like the windmill with yeah, his arm. Yeah, or the shimmy. Or the he high likes step the shimmy. thing or like the big balls nah, thing, like, like all that other stuff. So I think that was a decent little thing that he did. I think as a player, they're the ones that should decide whether or not they stay in that game and continue to, to score. But when we're talking about history... This record will be broken. Clay Thompson's record will be broken. Someone else, because especially because the NBA is shooting threes like never before, mm-hmm. and his teammate Steph Curry is probably the only shooter that may be better than Clay in the NBA. Or KD. KD can. KD's a hell KD of a shooter. Can't get that either. Though. I know exactly. Mm-hmm. So going back to the whole idea of the seventy point game, we forgot about David Thompson. That that just popped in my head. Okay. David Thompson okay. scored seventy points in a week where he thought he was going to win the scoring title against George Gervin. Uh, I just watched Basketball, A Love Story. People watch that shit. It's watch that. filled with unbelievable watch shit that. about the entirety of, of, of basketball history. I think, especially in a, in a game where it is semi-meaningless, like these first 10 games are relatively meaningless unless someone gets injured, there's only so many opportunities that a player is going to have in their career to do something historic like Kobe's 81-point game or Devin Booker's 70-point game. And I, I, I think it's important for a player to really kind of think about that and say, look, how many more times am I going to get here? Is it impossible for me to think that Clay can do this again? No. Not at all. Is it impossible for me to think that Steph can do this again? Absolutely not. But they are 30 or 29 and 30. They're only going to have however many years. And it's very possible that they don't ever get to that exact level where they're 52 points in the third quarter. Where you have a whole, what is that, 15 more minutes to try and get to 65, 70, 75, 80, heaven forbid. I think it's important for those players to realize that moment is a, is a substantial moment. And I, I would love to see like Steve Kerr be like, dude, no, I think it's cool for you to go ahead and try and do this. Let's see what happens. Let's see if you can get to 80 points. Let's see if you can break Kobe's 81 or get to a fucking 100 points in a game. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I just I want to take that more seriously because those moments are very special. I totally agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you 100 percent. But as we're seeing the way this 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 league is going right now and people are putting up huge numbers. I mean, Blake dropped 50. Yeah. Second game in third game in. Um, they're going to have plenty of opportunities to get these shots and, and, and score. I, I think Devin Booker, the night he was getting, he, I think he was the player that said, leave me the fuck in. I want to get 70. And then he got 70 right. points. That's what I mean. And, right. and, and the Suns were like, let's do this. Like, you're going but to do this. The, the way the NBA looks at the Warriors right now, too, everybody hates the Warriors right now. If, if, if Clay went in there and dropped 80, like, people would be so fucking pissed. You know what I mean? But, but the Golden State Warriors kind of like put two middle fingers up all the time, like fucking stop us then. Exactly. Play some fucking defense. Play, it, and play some defense. I think that's what a lot of people say too. Like, all right, well, if you don't like it, then do something about it. Exactly. You know, Patrick Beverly ain't, Patrick Beverly will use all six fouls on somebody before he scores 60 yes. or 70 yes. or 50. You just start running through screens at that point. Right. Like if he's coming off screens and nobody's helping, you are blasting through that screen and getting a foul called on the screen before Clay can get the shot off. 100%. Or you're pushing him into Clay so he can't get, you know, whatever variety of that you have to do. But yeah, man, I, I just think that the, what, the point I want to drive home is that let let these boys do it. Right. I want to see somebody do this. And I get the the massive detriment it would be that if Clay has 64 points in the fourth quarter and he's win, winning the game by 40 points and he rolls his ankle or fucking tweaks his then knee. Then Kerr gets blamed. And then, then yeah, right. then it's like, oh, Steve Kerr, why would you leave him in? Right. 
I get all that. But, dude, it's this game is about fun. And it, you only have so many moments to make history. I agree. Um, that does lead me to something. I want I wanted to kind of just pose a question to you. Mm-hmm. Who do you think <clears throat> is the top three scorers in the NBA right now? Because it's it's interesting. I'll give I you know the, the top three. I'll give you the first. Okay, you do. You know, know all three? I know the top three. Okay, give it to me. Top three is going to be Steph. Yes, sir. 32.5 points crazy. a game. Uh, Dame. Dame is in there. He's at 29.6. He had a slightly lower point night last night, but yes, he's third. And then it was between, it's uh, Blake or Kemba. It's Kemba. Kemba. Kemba's at 30.1 points per game. All point guards. Exactly. All point guards. Yes, sir. That is insane. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also interesting <sighs> that we have multiple 30 point per game scorers. Uh, and none of them are named James Harden or, or Kevin Durant or LeBron James or Kawhi Leonard or fucking the, you know, the major guys that we've been used to seeing. It's not Russell Westbrook right mm-hmm. now. I know obviously Russell's still. Oh, we're going to talk about ramping, us. ramping up, but I think it's just really interesting that, that those three cats are, are the ones that are leading the league in scoring right now. I mean, James well, Harden. Those guys can score the fucking ball. Though. Yeah. Yeah. They can shoot the ball and they can score the ball. And, and they those, get to the line. And those are the ones that are benefiting so much. It's the little guys that are benefiting oh, so much from the, the player movement foul. Well, what's Charlotte's record right now? I mean, they, uh, Portland's in second, right? Or third. Yeah, Charlotte. Portland State's first, right? Charlotte's in seventh right now. They're four oh, and four. Okay. So they're, they're having a, a little bit of an up and down. Okay. Kind of where we expect them to be. Uh, and they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, Winning and and losing based on what Kemba's doing essentially mm-hmm. he's the he's the, the one running out there and making everything happen. The rest of the team's doing okay, I guess. Uh, but yeah, man, I just I wanted to to talk about that because Giannis isn't averaging thirty points a game, but we're I think we're gonna see as these scores continue to go higher and higher, more guys averaging this thirty point per game. They're gonna I, hit this threshold. They have to this year. Yeah. Dude. If 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 our listeners or if you're watching basketball, you're seeing, dude. The opportunity to score even twenty, Drew. Like you literally, if you can score, if you can do go four for ten shooting and get to the line, you're gonna average twenty points a game. Yes. If you can go to the line and get fucking free throws. Yeah. The, it's obvious the NBA. We're seeing these point totals, bro. One forty five, one thirty nine, yeah. one thirty two. Not overtime games, dog. No, just regular games. So they, that Golden State. Warrior game where, where Clay went off and they scored 92 points in the first half that ended at 149 points, mm-hmm. which has been matched already by the New Orleans Pelicans. There's right. two teams that have scored 149 points in regulation right. games. Pretty crazy. Uh, it, it does kind of lead me to, we just talked about Golden State. I wanted to kind of talk about teams that are really impressive okay. right now. Uh, so we'll stick in the West. Uh, the other team, again, that we, we've mentioned briefly, the Denver Nuggets. I want, I want to make, I want to make a statement right okay. now. Okay. Cause I know you're saying it. I'm apologizing. Okay. I'm going to apologize uh-huh. to our listeners. Okay. And to the Denver Nuggets. Because <laughs> I made a big fucking stink about how they had them 10th in the power rankings. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I apologize. Yeah. They look really fucking good. They do. We said on the last, last episode that like, you know, Jokic is the dude. Yeah. We're seeing, you know, Jamal Murray looks great. Fucking, yeah. They, they look really good. I apologize, Denver Nuggets fans. Continue. <laughs> I don't apologize because I still have them in my mind. They're, the rest of the league is going to catch up to them. 
Uh, we're going to get into like the shitty teams here in a second, but there's teams right now that are, that have really poor records that are What's going Denver? to oh, Denver's five and one, five and one. Okay. They're second in the West right. right now, uh, behind golden state at seven and one. Mm-hmm. I do. I, the reason that I want to bring them up is because they are playing fantastically. They're, they're team. They're a team based basketball team and their superstar is team focused and oriented. He's a fantastic passer, rebounder score, uh, in, in Nikola Jokic and everyone else, Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, Paul Millsap, all these guys are playing really, really well together within their system. So as much as I uh, want to apologize, I still think that there's a lot of season left. And I think they're, I honestly don't think they're going to stay in the two seed. You know what I mean? Right. I think they're definitely going to drop because we have teams that are underperforming, you know, this early in the season. And again, this goes standard for all NBA teams. Health is number one. Jokic goes down and fucks up everything. Yeah, they ride and die with him. Absolutely. That, but other than Golden State and and Denver in the West, it's pretty much wide open. So as we expected, it's going to be ridiculously competitive in the West. Uh, a team that's impressive me right now. That the last team I want to mention is the Sacramento Kings. Oh are, my god, they're five and three. They really are. They're five and three they right are. now. They're scoring a shit ton of points. Right. Uh, they're beating teams that that we certainly didn't expect them to beat in this early season. They have a hell of a cast of characters. They got like fourteen guys that they're playing. It seems like. Willie Cauley Stein's playing well. Killing it. De'Aaron Fox is playing well. Marvin Bagley's playing well. Uh, I just wanted, to, I wanted to, you know, mention them. We don't mention them a whole lot. No, we, actually, we shitted on them actually. We, well, and, and and I, there was no reason for us not to shit Agreed. on them until they start doing this Agreed. stuff here. So, I'm I'm interested to see if they can pull something together this this season. It's unlikely, but they're on <laughs> they're off to a great start. Right. So that pretty much wraps it up for the Western Conference teams that have impressed me so far. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to go to the East, and it's pretty clear that Milwaukee's doing something special right now. Giannis, like we said, isn't averaging 30 points per game, but he's in like the 25 to 27 range, and he's averaging like 14 boards a game. Right. And they look fantastic. Mm-hmm. They got the new coach, Mike Budenholzer. I expected uh, him to have a really positive impact. I didn't think it was going to be this uh, drastic of an impact this early in the season where they're the only undefeated team left in the NBA. They're 7-0 right now. Giannis even rested a game, and they beat Toronto, who is the second team in the, in the East at 7-1, and who also had Kawhi Leonard re- resting. So that's He's a, rested twice. That's a, Yeah, exactly. Kawhi, is... Kawhi sat twice. <clears throat> they're just trying to get his legs back under him, I, I think. I agree. But I, I do want to just take a second. Milwaukee looks fantastic, dude. I didn't think that they were going to be off to this good of a start. I didn't, I wasn't expecting seven and oh. No way. Five and two, maybe. Yeah. Like, I would, seven and oh is pretty nice. You mentioned Toronto though. Yeah. And they look really nice and they, they played do. Philly last night. Ben Simmons is guarding Kawhi Leonard the whole game. And yeah. Kawhi gave him the business every which way. They did. Defensively, yeah. offensively. After the game, Ben Simmons was like, dude, he's a freak. Yeah. His arms are so long. He's extremely difficult to, to guard. And Kyle Lowry's leading the league in assists. Yeah, 11 assists. He's the only guy, he's the only guy above, uh, 10 assists per game right now in the NBA. Who would have thunk that? I don't think Kyle, I don't think Lowry could have expected a, a better start to a season with everything that's no, so new there. You mm-hmm. know, loss of his friend, a new head coach. Uh, obviously Kawhi is like, a, you know, a mystery guy, you know, who's, who's super quiet and can go one of two ways, obviously. And uh, everything seems to be clicking really nicely there. Serge Ibaka's having a real impact again, which is crazy because he's been in the league for a long time, and and the last you know four years has been kind of a non-existent. Yeah, not of. not that big of a factor. But he's your boy had a career really high well. last night. Who's that? Siakam. Pascal. Pascal had fifteen and fifteen boards last night. 15 boards. 15 boards is career high. That's a big number. Yeah, he had a big night last night. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Toronto, obviously, uh, they're outperforming 
even I think their own highest expectations right now. Uh, I think they thought that they were going to have some time to develop as I did. I didn't mm-hmm. see them hitting the ground running like yeah. this. Uh, so yeah, tip of the cap to them. But maybe but, Kawhi is that good. He is that I mean, good. He is that good. It's, it's easy to forget. I mean, it's mm-hmm. been a year and a half since he's been regularly playing in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny because three years ago, he was finals or whatever it was, maybe four years ago right. now, finals MVP. And he was clearly the second best player in the NBA behind LeBron. Kevin Durant has usurped him in that. He's clearly Kevin Durant. I think if, if you ask anybody, is probably the second best player in the NBA. But I think Kawhi's still got a little chip on his shoulder for people forgetting about him right, a little bit. Right. So I think I think he's going to continue to try and impress. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes a, like a ridiculous run in MVP this year. The last team that I wanted to talk about in the East is Detroit. Oh, boy. They're doing much better they than we are. thought. They are. They're, I mean, they, 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 I think they took a loss last night. But they're 4-2. and two. Blake looks really good. Drummond and him seem to have been figures, figuring some stuff out. They got a nice, they got a nice little thing going down there. They do. Um, they got a new coach in there. Stan Van Gundy's no longer running the show. Uh, and, and <clears throat> I, I, I'm so happy for Blake's 50 point game. We talked a lot about Steph and Clay, but it's so nice to see Blake out there doing his thing again, man. Cause I, I think I, along with a lot of other people thought that those 50 point nights were behind him. You know, he, he, he's lost an inch or two off his vert, which is essentially what he was known I for. I, I don't think he's lost it, Drew. I think he's changed his whole game up. Um, okay. I, I do. I mean, I've watched Blake his whole career. So have you. Blake has the business, dude. Blake has all the goods to be a top 10 NBA player if he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Um, he can shoot, he can shoot now. Like he's got a nice little jumper. He's been working on that for a long time. And he has. Yeah. Uh, around the rim, he's really nice. <clears throat> it's finally shooting 70, almost 75% from the line, which was, that you was know, a- he started at 50% coming into it. Yep. And uh, this goes back to exactly what we were talking about, dude. Hit your fucking free throws, NBA players. You want to get that paycheck? Yeah. You want to go from 10 to 20 points a game or 13 to 20 points a game, which can get you X amount of dollars more? Totally. Then hit your fucking free throws. Yeah. But him and Drummond definitely have something. They got a nice screen and roll there. Ish Smith is fast as fuck. Reggie Jackson's playing okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But. Uh, you know, do you have anything else to say about Blake? The the one thing I do want to say, the reason that I, I brought up the fact that I think he's lost an inch or two is mm-hmm. because do you remember Jared Allen uh, blocked he, his, he shit his shit up. twice mm-hmm. in like three days. I saw that. And Blake never had that happen mm-hmm. to him. He was jumping above. He would have slammed so hard on Jared Allen mm-hmm. four years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And I think and, and and I'm not I'm not trying to say that that's like something that he did. It's just natural. Like you're going. It like, happens. Just like DeAndre Jordan. I right. think he's lost an inch or two off his vert because the man's 31 years old or mm-hmm. whatever it is. That just shit shit just happens which is why i think it was important that blake added all the stuff that you you mentioned right. to his game and he has he's starting to transition and if he can knock down the shot that's what we've been saying god we've been saying that about him since day one mm-hmm. if he can knock down the top of the key three his game is revolutionized so don't you think that this is why and we've said this so many times on podcasts you can work on that shit ben simmons if yeah. he works like blake griffin yeah. can get that kind of shot yeah you know, and and let's not let's not forget that Blake Griffin's one of the best passing big men in the league. He's averaging four assists a game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's almost triple doubled a couple couple nights. Yeah, um, Blake has the goods. Yeah, I think any- th- I think the Detroit team is real. They, they are real. I mean, in the East, they can make that. They can I, get that spot. Yeah, I think they can get the playoffs mm-hmm. if they're playing like this. Certainly, uh, that that's pretty much all I had to say about Detroit. I, I we have some teams that are. Not so impressive if we want to get to that. Did you have any other teams that, that were impressing you right now? Uh, you you pretty much named them. Yeah. I mean, I think those are the kind I, of the surprises. I think everybody else, like, you know, I was really high on Indiana. They're four and three yeah. and they're, they're, they're looking okay. fine. Yeah. They look fine. Yeah. 
a lot of their play, you know, their their five starters are almost averaging, you know, double figures across the board. Yeah, that's the board. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but no, nothing. I mean, I'm more, I want to talk more about the people that are really, I want to talk about Oklahoma shitty. I want to talk about the fucking Houston Rockets. Those are the teams is right that, there. Is that who you got? So my, the three teams that I have that are, that are teams that are like not so impressive and almost teams that are like, holy shit, what are we doing right mm-hmm. now? The number one team on that list is the Washington Wizards, which we'll get oh, into. Oh God, I want to talk about them. We're going to get into them in a second, but I, yeah, Houston and Oklahoma City right now are severely underperforming. Uh, Houston is the second worst team in the Western Conference at one in five. They've had absences of Chris Paul for his suspensions. James Harden is now injured with a hamstring injury, but they look like shit. They can't defend. They haven't won at home yet, I don't think. They have one win. Is, and it's not at home. They are one in five. The win that they have is against the Lakers oh, in, during the fight. Oh, that's right. That's the one win that they Spit have. Gate. Exactly. And so that team, I think, uh, it's, you know, it's still season super young. They don't need to panic. It, it, if, if James Harden is injured for a, an elongated period of time, Okay, maybe time to panic a little bit. Drew, I'm, I totally disagree with you right okay. now. I think every one of these games is important in the West. In the East, you might be able to get away with a few. In the West right now, dude, all of these fucking games matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that, you know, you, Russ can say it's not time to panic at all. But, you know, one and five start for the Rockets. The Rockets didn't lose their fifth game until Oct- uh, until December 30th of last year. Last year was a completely different start for I, them. It was. They started off on the different foot this year. And health, dog. Again, we cannot stress enough. Health is the biggest fucking issue. Health, and guess what? Chris Paul being suspended two games Did is not a big help. deal. I noticed you didn't have the Lakers. I, I wanna, we're going to talk about Oklahoma City in a second. Okay. But why isn't the Lakers on your list yet? The Lakers, because I, the way that I look at this Laker team is, is we are very much still finding our feet here. But two and five is not the end of the world because we've lost games in overtime. We've lost games by five points. Like uh, the other game that we played two nights ago against Minnesota, Jimmy Butler hit a ridiculous three with Rondo right in his face to kind of seal the game. We were down by two points. So like every game we've been in has been close. Uh, even the Houston Rockets game, you know, uh, so. I th- I think there's a lot of good things to look at the two and five record for the Lakers because it could have we could very easily be five and two in those games. Could have you know we went to triple overtime against San Antonio the first time we played them. Uh, the second time we played them, they handled us pretty nicely. But all the games, pretty much every game, has been really really close. And you didn't have Ingram for two games, and you don't have Rondo for two games, right? And, and we still performed really well. You did. You and did. I actually what to speak to the suspension. I think the suspension hurt the Rockets, even though they had only Chris Paul suspended. It hurt them so much more than the Lakers losing Rondo and Ingram. Agreed. Because Kuzma and Lonzo stepped up immensely during that time, and Josh Hart stepped up during the the time that Ingram uh, and Rondo were out, and it gave him time. It gave him minutes without pressure. And when Chris Paul goes down. That's a problem for the for the Rockets. It would have been like if LeBron was suspended for two games or three games, that would have impacted us substantially more than having Rondo and Ingram. You know, it just like I think if if uh, like PJ Tucker and Innis got suspended for the Rockets and not Chris Paul, they still would have been able to weather the storm a little bit better. Sure. Uh, but not having Chris and then immediately losing James, I think they've only played like two games together, the right. two of them. So. And that was that was what their success was predicated on last season. And it season. looks like Melo's not stepping up. What a surprise! Right. No, I know. Fuck, what a surprise! I, fuck, I, 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 God, I, I defend this guy so much. <laughs> 
<laughs> I do. I love you, Mellow, but God damn. So I want to get into Oklahoma City because you guys, the Clippers, yes. just played Oklahoma yes. City. They are in panic mode a little bit right now. Two but, and four? But uh, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, with the win that mm-hmm. they, they beat you guys last night, mm-hmm. they are two and four. Mm-hmm. They were one and four before that. Obviously, Westbrook took a couple games off to start the season because of his knee problems. We beat them. We beat them without Westbrook. And uh, I, I just want to talk about, like, I think they're they're still a little bit on sketchy ground, but I think they're they're poised to recover nicely. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the game last night with the Clippers. Yeah, Oklahoma City first half looked like a horrific team. Sure, we owned these dudes from top to bottom, every which way. Clippers were on point. I'm, again, we got a lot of fouls. We went to the line. Gallo was playing. Out of his mind, Tobias went really well. Beverly was playing well. We were up 13 at halftime. Mm-hmm. Coming out of halftime, OKC looked like a completely different team. We had a the, one of the biggest melt. I've been wa- guys. I've been watching the Clippers my whole life. I have seen so many Clipper meltdowns. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, they were known for the fourth quarter meltdown that, for, this, for for about 15 years. This was th- third quarter. This was one of the worst meltdowns I'd ever seen. Wow. We we I think we had uh, uh, 12 turnovers in the quarter. Oh no. 36 to six run in the third. Ooh. Uh, OKC went up 20 on us. Yeah. Um. Beverly and 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 Westbrook had some beef going, which this beef goes back. To 2013, when Beverly uh, kind of low blowed uh, Russell in the playoffs and took Russell out of the out of the playoffs with his knee. Yep, they've had beef for a long time. Yeah, speaking to my NBA referee friend, they said that that's something that they look at. Of course, we know the history of Beverly, yep. and they were going at it. Beverly won the first half with him. Russell had a post up with Beverly in the paint, murdered him. Yeah. Right. And then went down court rocking the baby. The baby, yeah. Rocking the baby. Oh, yeah. He did it twice, I think. Um, which it doesn't sit well with Beverly. And yeah. Beverly did the same thing in the, in the second, he did the same thing in the second quarter. Oh, is that right? Where he sunned, he sunned one of them and did the rocking the baby. To oh, sleep. okay. There's a lot of beef. And then towards the end of the game, uh, Beverly went for a, for a loose ball by Russell's knees. He went for the loose ball and they called a tech on. He was late. And it went right at Russell's knees. He's diving for the ball, dude. I know that he was diving for the ball. Right. And I want to give Patrick Beverly the benefit of the doubt in this instance. In that game, I think he was really trying to go for a loose ball and give the extra effort. Uh, I think he was willing to dive at the knee of Russell because right. he doesn't like Russell Westbrook. But in the past, the beef that that started, I this one of the dirtiest plays I think I've seen is... Not necessarily the first one that put Russell down, which was a dirty play, mm-hmm. but after Russell returned from that injury, Pat Bev <laughs> went at Russell's knees the 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 very first game that I they believe, they yeah. played against each other, and like and it was pretty obvious that it was a dirty play, hey, dude. Pat I Bev hated is that. A dog. That was I know, not I feel cool. You. But Pat, in this game, I, I think it was really he was just trying to dive for the ball. Dive, dive I want Pat Bev in the game. At, towards the end of the game, they also got they got in a heated argument. Police had to be brought out. I, I saw that. Did. Hey, Pat Bev is about that life, dog. Yeah. He's about that life, and Russell seems to be about that life. Either way, OKC wins by whatever eighteen. They looked great in the second half. I think it was more it together. Of us. I think it was more of us with the meltdown. Because what's crazy is we you get into the line thirty times in the first half, and then. Second half, no fouls are being called. I think mm-hmm. everything was. I'm not, I'm not blaming the refs or anything. We couldn't hit a shot, couldn't inbound the ball, couldn't do any of that. But to the Clippers' testament, I think we look really good, dude. I wasn't that upset about it. We're four and three right now. Yeah, the team we're playing really good defense. Pat Bev I, until last night, maybe Pat Bev and Avery Bradley, who's finally coming around now. Pat, uh, they were not shooting well the first four or five games. Right, right. Bradley's coming around, but 
Listen to this, Drew. Pat Bev and Bradley um, are holding opposing guards, starting guards, to 30% shooting. That's which, beautiful. Which is great defense. Yeah. Um, and I, I hate to fucking pound this on the microphone right now, but like staying healthy, if Gallo's healthy, who can score? This He's a good can, score. Tobias Harris is really fucking good. Yes. And that's what I was going to try to get into about this whole Detroit trade. You know, uh, we got to buy, we got Toby, who's turning out to be a really good, solid, if not most improved player in the NBA. Yes. Every single year, he's jumped from 16 to 18 to 20 to 22 right now. Uh-huh. Uh, I told you about his free throw attempts. You know, they, they wanted him after last season. You're only getting the line twice. Let's get there six times. You know, mm-hmm. um, we're seeing the, the grittiness of Bev, uh, rookie Shea, who got pumped. Dude, Shea, Shea got pumped, punked by Westbrook last night and Doc pulled his ass right out. Yeah. So he pretty much sat You're the not ready to the not ready for that yet. But my boy, Bobi Wong Kenobi. Yes, sir. Boban. Bobania. Yes. The fan favorite. Uh-huh. This is interesting. The friendly giant. The friendly giant. Boban is just so fun to watch and he's great. Fans love him. Everybody loves him. Andrew, he's number 51, just to let you know if that. Oh, is that right? Oh, he's number 51. Oh, I just wanted to throw that out there because I would research here. really love a Boban episode. That would be funny. Um, Player efficient efficiency rating. Uh-huh. Do you know? Do you know much about this? Per yes. Per the yes, sir. per yes. Do you know what the average is for the per player efficient? Average NBA player is normally around what? Do you do you know numbers? I think this is like eleven or twelve? Fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen's the average. Yeah. What is Bobby? Uh, well, it's probably like 27. 37. <laughs> 37. The <laughs> only other player in the who would be the only other player with a thirty-seven. Uh, rating like Tyson Chandler. No, no, come on, bro. Better, way better than Tyson. You're talking about efficiency, though. Yeah. Uh, in the history of the NBA. Oh, in the history yeah. of the NBA. Ooh. Wilt, bro. Oh, Wilt. Wilt. So Bobon is pretty much Wilt Chamberlain, is that's what I'm oh, trying to say. Oh my god. But then Corey Maggette had to mention something like, "Norm, this goes for people that play 30 minutes a game." Right. You know, yeah. It's, it's, Bobon has small, five minutes. Spurts. Small increments. <laughs> he's but very Boban, efficient. He's very the- efficient in five minutes. <laughs> I'm telling you, he is, though. That's funny, man. Um, But anyways, as far as the Clippers go, I won't talk much about it. We're moving the ball. We're passing the ball. Spacing is everything. There's not one player. There's no, like, there's no, oh, I want to score 25 points tonight. Nobody cares what the numbers are. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love our team. I love where we're going. What's next? That brings us to the Washington Wizards. Oh, my God. Yes. You know, they're not the worst team in the NBA, but record-wise, they are. Uh, I think Atlanta and other teams have much worse talent on their hands. But right now, the Washington Wizards are a clusterfuck. They are one in They're six. They're the Blizzards. They're one in six. They're in the last place in the conference, uh, in the Eastern Conference. And uh, they are tied with the Cleveland Cavaliers for the worst record in the NBA right now. I don't know what it is. I, I, I'm, has Dwight Howard played a Not game? Not yet. He's supposed to he, play Friday. Tomorrow, uh, what's today? Today's Wednesday. He's supposed to play Friday. Yeah. Him, having him out, I think is a big deal because they definitely need a rim protector. And then that's what they've had in Gortat. And that's their defense they, is horrific. That's what they Drew. thought they were going to get with Dwight and he's been injured, which is something we talked about and, and something that'll probably continue to play out during the season. Dwight's always injured, but dude, it seems like, man, it's about time. For them to look at at moving John Wall or Bradley Beal. Team chemistry is so important, dude. If you're not going to ride for your teammates and you're not going to go on the battlefield and fight. Clippers dropped almost 140 on them. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And I'm not saying – and the Clippers are a decent offensive team. I'm saying these dudes are not playing defense. Yeah. 
And they're not, you know, Wall is one of the most talented dudes in the NBA. But I'm going to tell you this, bro. He might go down as like a mellow. You know what I mean? He might go down as like, this is dude is so talented, but he's never going to get anywhere. Yeah. Until, you know what I mean? And Brad, Bradley Beal, too. I mean, they said last night that after they they lost to Memphis, right? Memphis whooped that ass. Yes. That it was it was seen that Beal was talking to Mark Gasol and who is a Temple? Yeah, Garrett Temple. Garrett Temple after the game expressing his frustrations with his team. Now, you got to be one dysfunctional-ass team if you're going to talk to another team about how dysfunctional your yeah, team is. Yeah, Well, Garrett Temple was a former teammate of Brad Beal's mm-hmm. there in, in Washington for a couple of years. So I think being able to vent to him, and we God knows what we're talking about. They could have been talking about the fucking the girls in the club last night or whatever. You right. know, it's possible they were talking about a number of things, but it certainly looked like Bradley Beal was frustrated mm-hmm. after after yet another loss. Uh, I will say that Brad Beal and John Wall are having decent like averages. They're they're yeah, them not, too. They're That's not, it. They're not playing terribly. The two of them aren't playing terribly, but it seems like something needs to give. And I'm unsure if Scott Brooks is ready to handle as the head coach, handle this, this uh, whatever dynamic they need to go with. He obviously can handle it. Right. But so Brad Beal is averaging like 23, ga- 23 points a game and John Wall is averaging like 21 a game. So they are doing just fine in, in that regard. But they just can't – they can't play defense. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it seems like they just don't like – those two specifically just don't like each other. Right. Uh, so I, I'm going to be looking at that. I have them still finishing in the playoffs. I think they're going to figure this out because they're so talented. Once Dwight comes back, I think they're a different team. But whether or not they can figure it out, I think one of them is going to get traded. Well, bro. like Dwight Howard's going to be the best thing for team chemistry, Drew. Right. If that's one thing you're lacking. I don't know about that. I don't know about that either. But I think, you know, there's, there's a market for John Wall. He's, he's getting paid a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. There's probably more of a market for Brad Beal. Like the, they like the size. They like Bradley he Beal is a hell of a player, mm-hmm. you know, and we're talking about Memphis. You know, there's there's point guards out there that are getting paid a lot of money, just like John Wall, that that could go places. Mike Memphis, Conley? like Mike, my, my like Mike Conley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Memphis, I don't I don't think they have real aspirations for doing much this year. I don't see them making a playoffs. They they scored 85 points in one game. They've seemed to rebounded and and playing. They're playing pretty good basketball overall right now. 85 points. 85 mm-hmm. points was their total in one game, mm-hmm. which was the same total that the Houston Rockets had last night. They scored eight. They had 36 points in the first half. <laughs> last night but uh, speaking about john wall i i think i think that's somebody that we might actually see the next big blockbuster trade go down because wall? yeah mm-hmm. because he something needs to change and you know if dwight howard coming back doesn't put a, a happy face on this uh franchise and they and they can't turn it around i think we're going to continue to see the deterioration of the race, relationships with john wall and everybody else now like wall to detroit for who though? For like, I don't know. Fucking- a, you got It's almost if you do, if you don't, if you go, if you don't do a straight up like player for player, like Wall for Conley mm-hmm. or Wall for like CJ McCollum or Wall for Kyle mm-hmm. Lowry or some crazy shit. If it's not one for one, then then you almost need to bring in a third team because right. I the Phoenix Suns would love John Wall. Mm-hmm. They don't have a point guard right now. Give Ooh. me John Wall, and we'll give you what do you want. Ooh. We need to we need to figure out a third team to. to to play this game with because they don't have anything to send back that way necessarily. Right. And they're not going to send Booker. We know that Mm-mm. they're not going to send Aiden. We know that. Mm-mm. So it's got to either be picks or we got to bring in a third team to, to make some shit happen so they can get a point guard back. So I just think there's a lot of destinations for John Wall to go and flourish because he, I think he really does need to have the ball in his hands and be like, yo, look, we're, we want you as the point guard. We want you to run the show. 
and we want you to to bring you know wins and playoffs and 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 things like that to to a franchise. But well, it's, it's obvi- not happening right now. <clears throat> it's obviously it's obvious that they're not happy in in Washington right now. Yeah. Uh, one other guy that's not happy. We have to bring him up because we talk about him every episode. Is Jimmy Butler has said as of today that he will be sitting out. He's not playing in tonight's game. Yeah. Uh, he's basically f- trying to force a trade at the moment. I and think, he's performing his ass off right I th- now. I think that game against LeBron the other night was kind of like, all right, I'm going to play against LeBron. I'm going to get my buckets, show everybody that I'm still Jimmy Buckets, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to sit down and yeah. see what my value is. He dropped he dropped 32 points. He was like six of seven from three. He had an unbelievable game. Mm-hmm. And the Minnesota Timberwolves won that game. Carl Anthony Towns played really well too. Finally. But Wiggins did not play. He was on the bench. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was very weird. I don't know if Wiggins is injured. I don't know necessarily the reason for him to be sitting, but it's pretty clear that with with that, Jimmy is really stamping his claim on like this is what I can do. I'm I'm out here literally hitting shots that on are LeBron. that are winning games mm-hmm. for this franchise without one of your big three, one of the big boys that you wanted to pay even playing in Kitty the cat. game. Uh, and I think some, I think something for them to, to think about too is I, I watched that Laker game and they got this young guy, this rookie, a Kogi, mm-hmm. who's a oh, shooting. I've been reading about Josh Kogi. Yeah. He had a hell of a performance against the Lakers. I think the, the, the Timberwolves can look at him and say, look, bro, you can get some real run in here if we get rid of Jimmy and we get picks instead of like an out and out, you know, best shooting guard they can get. Didn't they turn down? Four uh, picks. Four picks from Houston? Houston Rockets supposedly uh, offered them, I think, a couple players and four, four first-round first picks Unbelievable. stretched out over a couple seasons. And I've heard that Miami has re-engaged with trade talks. So uh, here we are, man. It's it's the ebb and flow of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Bro, we have no fucking idea what's going to happen. Seems like Jimmy's just doing whatever the fuck he wants at this point. Tibbs is, is pretty much handcuffed by Jimmy Butler's, yeah. uh, you know, every whim because if he wants to play, he's out there dropping 32 and you say, I need you to play. And then he says, I need you to play. And he goes, I don't think I'm going to play. See, that's bullshit though, bro. That yeah. is so bullshit to me. Yeah. I don't, I hate that. You guys all know I'm not big on that, dude. I don't like the players dictating like what the fuck teams are going to do, especially seven games into the season, dude. You know what I mean? It's obvious Minnesota could be good. They all play together, but I'm also getting tired of talking about Jimmy Butler. I would love for something to happen, That's something- like a like a resolute, like I if if this continues all the way through up until trade deadline and nothing happens, we will be the happiest people that trade deadline has hit because we can shut the fuck up about Jimmy being traded. Right. I let's either trade him or let's just fucking let's not and let's run with that. Can we uh can we say a, <clears throat> a farewell? We're gonna say a farewell. I want to say a farewell to uh, Ty Lue. Oh, Tyrone Lou. Tyrone Lou. The first coach to be fired this season. Mm. Hey, he had a good run, man. Good run, man. He's going to get paid a lot of money uh, while he's not coaching the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then they win their first game. Of course they did. Uh, <laughs> I don't think, I mean, Ty Lue, I think Ty Lue is going to be a good assistant coach yeah. for somebody. Uh, your whole dynamic on the team kind of goes to shits when LeBron leaves and you got a bunch of fucking kids on your team that... Yeah. You know, it's just not working. They needed a new vibe in there. I think it's pretty obvious, too, that that this reveals what we all thought happened. LeBron did not like David Blatt, got his ass fired, and then got his homie Tyrone Lue in there, who's pretty much just going to acquiesce with what LeBron wants and do what he needs and, and pat him on the back and tell him some certain things. And I don't think he's a bad coach. No. But he's certainly not like a championship level coach no. because there's... 
I don't think there's going to be a team that calls him this season that says, hey, come coach for No, us. but homie, if I'm Ty Lu, I am like, thank you, Jesus. Right. Fire my ass. I don't want to be on this fucking team. <laughs> Are you kidding me? But They're on pace, Drew. They might not win 20 games. I don't think they're going to win 20 games. Here's the, here's the downside to this, though. What? Is because I don't think anyone thought they were going to win 40 games this year. I don't think anyone pegged them for that. And he has... He, the bar was so low for him and he had to get fired just seven games. And, and just dude like you all you have to do is run some plays for kevin love like draw up some kevin love plays get <laughs> kyle corver in the game let him shoot yeah, but kevin, or whatever kevin loves out kevin love okay he, he was injured for like one game he had he had multiple games where the first five games of the season i were, know bro and so i just i think it was an opportunity for tyloo to show that he can actually coach, coach. in the league and i think it's pretty obvious that at this point I don't think you can trust him. Man, to be your give head me coach. the first fucking ticket out of Cleveland. I hear what you're saying. Thank you. Pay me 15 mil over yeah, the next three I'll years. I'll catch you in LA, bitches. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he'll probably. He'll, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> you're right. If he goes to like an assistant coach somewhere, yeah. I think that's a, that's a great spot for him. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes to the Lakers. No. Yeah, because <laughs> obviously LeBron likes him. I, what I hope, what I sincerely hope, does not happen is that all this talk about Luke Walton potentially being fired and under the hot seat. I hope it's not LeBron going, "Hey, let's get Luke Walton out." And, Guess, Ty guess, guess who's in? My boy's free. Ty Lue is a free agent, yeah, guys. You love Luke, though. You love Luke. I love Here. Luke. I think everyone should love Luke. I think Luke is doing a great job right mm. now. Everyone, Speaking of Luke really fast, yeah. Luka Doncic oh, man. Bu- dropped his 30-piece. Good for him, In man. every which way. I, I, Luke is nice. He's so nice. He is nice he, out there. Uh, we were saying earlier today that like this dude can... He, Drew had mentioned he's got the floater that people would pay a million dollars to have. I haven't seen a floater like this and I haven't seen a floater that he he goes to it. It's his move. Often he comes off that pick and mm-hmm. roll, he reads it. If he can get two dribbles, if he's anywhere within 17 feet, he throws up the slow motion floater where he like slows down. Love it. And just like a nice super high arc on it and it either goes in or it lands softly off the rim where he's literally right in front of the rim at that at that point cuz he follows it and he's 6'8 and he just lays it up and in. He is Nice. He's the total package, yo. Yeah, I think it's the nicest floater in the NBA. Not even floater, though. I'm saying the dude can shoot. He's got mid-range. No, he's he got, does. He, he can create his own shot. He's doing what he wants that out That kid's going to be super nice. Dallas bro. plays Los Angeles tonight. tonight. I'm, I'm super excited about watching him play. Uh, I'm interested to see who we have guarding him and if he can handle the pressure that we're going to bring. Because it's it's either going to be Rondo, Hart, or Lonzo on him all day. Give me Lonzo. And all three of those guys. Give me Lonzo. As, you can talk as much shit as you want. I'm not talking shit. All three of those guys are defensive players. I'm not talking Lonzo shit. is a nice defensive player. Josh Hart's proving himself like to be Josh nice. Hart. Rondo's obviously a good defensive player, too. So I think uh, it's interesting to see how he's going to do tonight. Um, one more thing uh, I want to bring up. We posted it on our page, but if you have not seen the article on Darius Miles, dude. Oh, yeah. Players Tribune. And this is me possibly being a, a Clipper homer, but a lot of people have wondered over the years, where is Where, where is in the Darius world is Darius Miles? Miles yeah. What happened to Darius Miles? Read the article. Q is the narrator on it. Where is it on? It's, it's a, on the Players Tribune. The Players Tribune. Which is, an, if you if you don't go to that page, you should go. They have the the, the best content the greatest stories, and it's the players writing the stories. Right, they're 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 authoring yes. their own articles. And Q was the one that was being the or the moderator, whatever, or mediator, or whatever it's called. So he was throwing. Quentin, in, you're talking about Quentin Richardson, yeah, Q, Quentin Richardson. Um, and for you know most new, I mean, I judge Clipper fans like this. If they say I'm a Clipper fan, I, I say, oh, okay, you Lob City 
Are you right? Circo, you, circo win. Yeah. Are you are you Darius Q, Elton Brand, Corey, and fucking yep. Lamar? Right. Okay. Yeah. Did you sign up when Chris yeah. Paul came it, over, or yeah. or did you? When know, were you? Do you know Eric Piatkowski? Do you know the Polish rifle? Exactly. Who they're now calling Gortat is the Polish hammer. He is. Yes. So yeah, got, and he has a tattooed on yes. his arm, and we, it's a pretty dope tattoo. We have the Polish rifle and the Polish hammer. Um, so <laughs> Clippers are big in Poland. Yeah. <laughs> Number one team in Poland. <laughs> we love the Clippers. They uh, a lot of a lot of Clipper fans started in the two thousands with Q and and Lamar and that great. That was team. an exciting team. And just the story that he tells of just being literally coming from East St. Louis, uh, dope dealers. He was fighting off people. He had guns pulled on him. He tells a story of how he got a gun pulled on him when he was like nine, wow. playing basketball outside, and his mama went to the trunk, got her. Got her gun hey. and rolled in on the dude's house, pulled the gun on them. What crazy shit? Yo. Just the stories of literally being eighteen and getting a, a, a meeting Michael Jordan and like playing against Michael Jordan and the like. He tells a story of how he almost dies at Alonzo Mourning's party, his first <laughs> his first party with Alonzo. But he's like, dude, I almost died. Like, yeah, I gotta yeah. tell you this story. Um, but his battles with depression, which is which is really coming to the forefront right now, we're really yeah. seeing a lot of professional athletes, yeah. especially a lot of basketball players. Demar Derozan, Kevin Love, got, got we, it to the forefront. I don't want to tell you guys the whole article, but no, when his mother passed, like he he stayed in his mom's house in East St. Louis with a gun on his hip, couldn't sleep, just stayed in the house. Nobody knew him. Mm-hmm. Um, he went through a big time depression. It's a great story. It'll help you out if if you want to know where Darius is. I think it'll help a lot of people out that are having that problem too, which a lot of us struggle with, and it's obviously a problem. Yeah. So go to the Players Tribune, uh, read that article. Uh, I want to say something to you, Drew. Yes, sir. We hit fucking fifty episodes. We did indeed. I think it's a big milestone for us. We've really come a long way. I think it's kind of crazy just the fact that we're putting out some pretty dope content. People are really responding well to us. Uh, we appreciate everybody that's been listening to us, yes, our new thank listeners. You. Thank you to everybody that's riding with us. You man. know, we say we do it for the culture, man, and we do. We are real basketball players that love this game. We're extremely passionate about it, and we want to continue doing it, and we're only going to get better. So we really appreciate you. And Drew, I appreciate you. I appreciate you're the you, the best man. goddamn co-host slash editor slash producer yes, around, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, and we might have some big news coming for you guys this week. We're taking we're taking on a meeting this week that might be kind of hot. We have some stuff happening. Um, yeah, Drew. So you got anything else? Well, yeah, I want to return that. Oh, I want to return that back he's, at you. Drew's doing the point right the finger, back at his you. Favorite. Right back at you, buddy. Uh, no, I know what you said was very nice. So thank, thank you. you for that. Uh, it wouldn't be the same without you. You're, you're the heart and soul of this podcast, brother. Oh, so thank you. I, uh, I, and I couldn't be happier that we're fucking rolling 50, 50, and we got 51. We'll be right around the corner people. And to all of you that listen to us again, big, thank you. Please share it with people. Uh, write a review if you if you like us. Please. If you don't like us, please don't write a review. Uh, at least five. <laughs> or stars. if you don't like Drew, just write a bad review. Yeah, about that's Drew. fine. You can I, you please. can you can review <laughs> review me on a personal level. That's fine. But don't talk about the podcast in nah. a negative way. Uh, no, but uh, no. Thank you to everybody, man. It's been a blast. Let's keep going. I know I've been taking people out. I'm an old school cat, hip hop cat. We've been taking them out with some uh, some old school. Yeah, shit. just the old school. I'm letting these young bucks like really know. Uh-huh, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But today I got I've been. I've been on this song, Drew. Uh-oh, what do we been, got? We are going future and Nicki Minaj, mm. Transformer. Mm. Turn this shit up. So follow through with Clips and Drew. Episode 50. We're Ghost. Later. Transformer. I just popped a Transformer. Lit the rumor. All I did was hold my armor. Went through morning. I spent 20K on the mirrors. Got my weight up. Now I'm talking back to series. Smashing foreigners. Murder shit at the corner. Dragon Jordan. Racing rat. I was showing